You're listening to Stand Up Get Noticed, episode 211. Hello, Rockstar. Welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. This week, we're diving into the topic of your inner wisdom, also known as your intuition. Now, intuition can be described as the ability to understand something instinctively without the need for conscious reasoning. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever made a decision based on logical, conscious reasoning? You might have weighed up the pros and cons, asked your friends and mentors, but when you finally made the decision, it still didn't feel right. Has that ever happened to you? I know it's happened to me. That feeling that you get, that is your intuition speaking or your voice of inner wisdom. Now, learning to connect and listen to your inner wisdom is a powerful skill we can all develop to help us make better decisions that align with our values and our bigger life purpose. We can use our intuition with everyday decisions, such as, what do I have for lunch? What do I say in this meeting? And it can range all the way up to the big decisions, such as, do I make a career change? Do I end this relationship? And to help us dive into this topic and unpack what intuition is and how powerful it can be, I'm really excited to introduce you to my guest, human behavior specialist and coach Phoebe Kuhn. Phoebe is a journalist, she's a filmmaker, a soon-to-be author, and a creative storyteller and a coach all in one. She works with chronically depressed women who long to be in the spotlight, those who are ready to be seen, transformed, and broken free. She brings her clients the art of transformation by activating their creative field of play. You can learn more about Phoebe and connect with her at phoebecoon.com. And that's Phoebe spelled uh, P-H-O-E-B-E-Coon, K-U-H-N.com. Phoebe and I met at a conference we were both speaking at, and I was taken by her beautiful energy and her deep sense of spirituality. So, of course, I asked her to join me on the show. In this conversation, Phoebe and I discuss what intuition is, why it's important to reconnect with ourselves, and how we can learn to trust ourselves, make the best decisions for us, and to live our most authentic lives. You may not believe it right now, but you're about to discover that you are the wisest person you know. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Phoebe Kuhn. I have been on a really remarkable journey um, that's really culminated over the last year and a bit. And it's come through in the work that I do with my clients as well as my own life. And the biggest takeaway uh, and what's really kind of helped a lot of that transition and that journey of discovery has been the realization that within me, as within all of us, there is a really, really profound intuition and wisdom that most people really overlook. And 
in the process of overlooking that, we really disempower ourselves. And so when we're looking for, you know, the self-mastery and when we're looking for rising to our own potential, the key to that is is going within. And it's really finding the answers that are already there, knowing that you are absolutely infinite. Love that. Can you do you have a, a specific example of a or do you remember a moment when you were able to trust in your inner wisdom? and change and make that empowering decision for yourself? Oh, so many examples. So hard to pick just one. I feel like, you know, the biggest one was knowing when to leave my full-time job and go out on my own, which was very testing. And I think that's something that a lot of people sort of making that transition into entrepreneurship will experience. Um, the, The doubt of, is this time and is this the right moment? And the truth is that, the readiness is something that people really struggle with. And and that was a question that I was asking myself for many months. And so my mind, you know, like the voice of my ego was sort of telling myself, but what about this and that and that? And that, you know, that was really the voice of my saboteur really trying to say, but we're not ready. But my intuition knew that it was time to leap. And as long as I would be able to continually uh, follow those instructions that I would always be looked after as long as I could listen and an action that I'd always be guided into something greater mm. than my physical self would really be able to see. Why do you think it's so important that we learn to listen to ourselves? I want to share an example of a story here that I think will really resonate with a lot of people. Um, you know, when Steve Jobs did his commencement speech at Stanford and he really emphasized the importance of listening to intuition. So the value of intuition and and following that inner wisdom is that it doesn't actually make any logical sense, right? So if you look at where Steve Jobs was when he was in college and he'd failed and dropped out, but he was still living on campus and doing these things that really didn't make sense, the logical thing for him to do would have been to go home back to his parents and start maybe working a serving job or something um, administrative. But what he did instead was followed his intuition, which said, sleep on the floors, do what you can to stay here, go into these classes that you want to go into because you feel that this is right. Mm. And even if that doesn't logically mean that you go and become an illustrator, there's something here for you, follow it. And and he did. And it was all of that sequence of events that led him down a path to what was absolutely visionary. And if we want to become visionary and if we want to access the highest potential for our lives, it is about blind trust and it is about blind faith, knowing that we're following that guidance and that we're true to that. Mm. Do you think that most of us have, or most people are living, having lost that connection to themselves? Absolutely. I think that there are a lot of people who are experiencing a disconnection to themselves. And um, I want to reference a really great book that I read last year called Lost Connections by Johan Hari, where he talks about uh, the unexpected causes of depression. And one of those causes is, is disconnection from self, which I believe is really the root cause of our disconnection from others. Can you explain more about that? Absolutely. So I feel like we are living in an age where we are very connected through technology, greater than we've ever been before, and it's really easy to obviously communicate, but we're at a point where we're really, really disconnected in our ability to connect authentically and deeply with each other. So we have less vulnerable moments. We have um, less depth in our ability to relate to one another because everything seems to be a lot more around 
uh, how we want others to perceive us, which is evident through the you know the rise of how we profile ourselves on social mm. media and online. So when we're able to effectively cultivate a, a depth of relationship to ourselves, where we are living authentically and according to our truth, following the instructions of our intuition, we don't care how that looks to the outside world. We don't care if our mums are thinking or our friends are thinking that, what are you doing sleeping on a dorm room floor, picking up rubbish, going to illustrative classes? We know that there's an authenticity in what we're doing. And subconsciously, the people around us can sense that you know, because we are all animals. And so we can sense things without knowing what it is that we're picking up. And vibrationally, when people are sensing that, they, they do want to follow you and they want to ask you, what are you doing that is so miraculous that doesn't really make sense? And that is how leaders are born. So it's quite magnetic. Absolutely. People are drawn to you and they don't, they don't know why, but it's because you are listening to yourself and you've got this sense of calm and peace about you because you are living your, your true authentic self. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. It's the mm. deep inner knowing. It's the certainty. Oh, so you were saying before that doing that means not listening to your parents or to society or what, you know, your, your university or whatever's telling, you know, outside forces But that's so hard because we've spent our entire lives growing up making our decisions based on what we think is the right thing to do, like what we're told. Absolutely. So how do you, how do you, uh, I don't want to say overcome that because I don't know if you ever really overcome that, but how do you better learn to manage that and minimize it? And this is a challenge that we all go through and experience throughout our lives and, and to greater degrees, right? The degree to which we can um, really see beyond the restrictions and the confines of, you know, first our family home, right? And then our friendship circles and communities and then, you know, as a, as a nation, um, our larger sense of social and cultural dogmas. So it is one of the greatest challenges that we have. And from my own personal experience, what has really helped me the most in the process of following my intuition and being able to see beyond that was really a process of finding the deep inner truth within that really shattered the illusions of, but I need you to accept me and I need your approval in order for me to proceed and go forwards, right? Because, you know, the child within us, you know, mm. our inner children will, will often present a case or an idea to someone who we respect, who, you know, is an esteemed colleague or mentor, and we look for approval before we can go forward. Because we have within us like this inbuilt sort of illusion that we, in order for us to move forward, we, we need the yes. Mm, you need permission from someone else exactly. to do this thing. But as long as we're asking for permission, we're in that child state, which is a disempowered state. And so by accessing the part of you that is the empowered version, it's really the person who is absolutely certain about who they are. So the person who can stand in their vision and in their identity and say, this is who I am, I know who I am. I know what I believe in. I know what my vision is. I know what I stand for. Mm. And I will do anything to foster that no matter what. And the truth is that I don't actually need permission because paradoxically, in order for you to be a visionary, in order for you to stand up, people will need you to hold them to their truth and to set them free. And so they actually need you more than you need them. Wait. Okay. So- can you explain what you mean by that when you say to hold their truth and set them free? So what do you what do you mean by that? 
So let's say that one of Steve Jobs' friends would have given him a bit of criticism and said, you know, I think that you should just go home or maybe you should try and enroll in something logical, like maybe a business course. That is that voice of criticism is coming from a place of them needing security and certainty because they're uncomfortable with his ability to live in the face of uncertainty. Mm. Okay, so can we pause there for a moment? So I, I think this is really important to touch on in that if someone's criticizing you or trying to get you to go down the logical path, it's a reflection. So I'm, you know, paraphrasing what you said. So it's a reflection of their own inability to trust themselves or to do what they really want to do. Is that what you're saying? Correct. So mm. this is this is mirroring. Mm. So everything that we see in the world is a reflection of ourselves. Everything that we express is a projection of ourselves. And so quite often what we see and experience are people's projections of their own fears and insecurities. And if we entertain their fears and insecurities, we're not actually helping anyone. And if we want to be the visionaries that we dreamt of when we were children, if we want to live and access our limitless potential, what we need to do is hold ourselves to a higher standard and see that to set everyone else free, to empower others, mm. what we really need to do is rise to the occasion and, and see beyond the limitations of others. It reminds me of that Marianne Williamson quote around, yes. you know, when we allow ourselves to shine, it gives others permission to do the same and then we all shine bright together. That's it. That's absolutely it. <laughs> I love that. Um, Phoebe, you know, I get asked a lot to, when I run my group programs, I'm working with groups of women and it's the same when I work with my one-on-one clients, I get asked all the time, you know, we'll have our coaching sessions and they'll come to the session with a question and say, um, Christina, I don't know what to do. My, my boss said this to me and, or, or this happened at work and I don't know what to do. What should I do? Or, Christina, I'm not feeling like this role is right for me. What do I do? And I always say to them, I can't tell you what to do because, well, I mean, I could, but you're equally, if not more wise in terms of what's best for you. And what I try constantly is to help them to see that they themselves are the wisest person they know, that they can make these decisions themselves. Is this something that you've encountered with the work that you've done? Absolutely. So I'm in a really broad community of um, coaches, mentors, and, and kind of spiritual teachers. And the really great teachers, and you know, through studying as well as people that I've interacted with, always say that they they guide you home to you, because within you is are, are all of the answers. And it's not about telling someone you know this is your four step strategy or this is the six step approach to you know how to scale a business or how to get to X Y Z. But it's really about teaching people how to connect with themselves because they do have the answer because there is no one size fits all. Mm. You know, there's there's something that is very unique to you that exists. You have a destiny, but only you can unlock that for yourself. Do you think people are a bit afraid to listen to themselves? Yeah. Like what's the I feel like people would be like scared to to see what's really in there. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of exploration required when we're discovering who we are and when we're discovering the depths of our true powers and potential. And I think that a lot of that really comes from I mean the fear of discovering what's what's in there. It really comes from 
a lot of the conditioning around, you know, humanity, right? Where we're really brought up in a very specific way to do as we're told. These are the rules, these are the regulations, you know, we must obey. And anything that defies any of those rules is quite scary. And so the the concept of really becoming autonomous and, and going against the herd actually really threatens our tribal consciousness and it threatens the possibility of being accepted and loved. And so it kind of goes against our sort of core processing as as a species. Mm. Just go do your own thing as opposed to follow what everyone else is doing, fit in, be liked, be mm. accepted. Because if you go in and you discover who you really are, what if you discover that you have a gift within you that's so different and then you can't go back? And then you realize, well, what if I have this incredible talent for singing and I never knew? You, you've got an obligation to sing, right? That's your talent. That's your gift. Wouldn't it be a lot easier to just not know and live in ignorance? Hi, Rockstar. I want to take a quick break to let you know that applications are now open for the C-Method Apprenticeship Program, which is my brand new program for speakers, coaches and consultants. In this 13-month program, you will learn everything I know about creating a thriving coaching and speaking business that aligns with your values, your authentic communication style, and your purpose. I will be your coach, your mentor, your business advisor, accountability partner, and dedicated evangelist for 13 months. So if you're ready to make big changes in your business and take it to the next level of success and profitability, and you resonate with the way that I've built my brand and my business, and you want to learn from me as someone who's been there and done it all before, then I invite you to apply for the apprenticeship program. Go to thecmethod.com slash apprenticeship for more information and to apply. You'll be asked to answer a few questions, and then we'll set up an in-depth discovery call to explore your goals, your challenges, and to see if the program is a good fit for you. Again, that's thecmethod.com slash apprenticeship. I look forward to speaking with you. Okay, back to the show. You know, these days, a lot of people talk about having mentors and, oh, it's so important to have a mentor to look up to, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you and, you know, ask people for help and blah, blah, blah. What is the difference between having a mentor and using them as, you know, as a guide to help you get to the next step? Is there a point where, what point do you trust and listen to yourself or or then ask someone else for that uh, advice? Mm. As someone who has really had a lot of mentors over their lifetime, I can tell you that um, I've definitely been very guilty of over outsourcing. Mm, (laughs) Like your questions. Absolutely. 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 and, you know, I've, I've always been a very studious person and someone who's looked for a lot of acknowledgement in everything that they've done. So to have someone that I really respected, who I held in high esteem to tell me, you know, you're doing great, or this is, you know, do, do this instead was something that I really looked out for quite a lot. And I realized recently that in the process of really going straight away to some people and go, you know, I've got a new idea for a startup or I've got a new idea for this and I want to pitch it to you that what I was immediately doing was actually seeking their approval rather than the feedback. And I was taking everything very, very literally rather than taking the pearls of wisdom from their knowledge. It was very instructional. So, you know, there are a lot of people who will go to their mentors and take things very literally like an instruction manual, but there's Mm. no instruction manual for life, you know? So your unique business or your unique path can only really 
be guided by what you intuitively know to be right for you. What your mentors can do is share their experiences, introduce you to broader networks and and share depths of knowledge about particular industries or mechanics. But in terms of the next right step, whether something's a yes or a no, only you know that, only you can feel that deep Mm. within your body, within your gut. Mm. I love that you... You, you brought up that you mentioned the difference between seeking feedback and seeking approval. And I want to, I want to dive a little deeper into that because I, I believe that that's, that's really important because we can, seeking feedback can, can be disguised as, or seeking, seeking approval can be disguised as feedback. Mm-hmm. We go, oh, we just ask for feedback. But in reality, we're just wanting to know that we're enough. Exactly. And that we're, okay and worthy Mm. and we deserve to even be sharing this idea. Mm. How do we know when we're just seeking approval as opposed to actually asking for advice and, like you said, using that um, and then applying it to our own problem instead of taking it like an instruction manual? So what I've personally found to be a real game changer for me here is when I feel the need to go and share something with someone, am I asking myself and really identifying and and cultivating this practice of asking yourself first, what am I looking for here? What is my intention behind sharing what I'm about to share? Am I sharing from a place of joy because I'm excited to share and then whatever comes back is welcome? Am I sharing because I want a particular reaction? Mm. And, you know, that comes across with our relationships, with our family, with our friends, you know, and if we're sharing out of excitement, nothing in return, there are no stakes. If we're sharing because we want them to say, oh, great, well, now I believe in you. Oh, great, now you've proven, then we know, right? Mm -hmm. And so when it comes to feedback, if we're asking specifically for feedback, again, it's like, do we intentionally know that there's maybe a piece missing or that something feels like it's not quite right, but we don't know what that missing piece is and we just need someone to be a mirror and a reflection to see a blind spot that we might have? Or are we we looking for something specific? So like searching for that particular answer, kind of like, oh, I have this idea – I don't, I'm not quite sure if it's going to work. But then the first person you talk to and they say, oh, I don't think that would work. They go, oh, yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. And it like validates, it validates. That, 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 that little fear that I had that it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And then you've just completely locked yourself off from mm-hmm. pursuing that idea. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of trusting like the really fine nuance of knowing that um, there is feedback required. You know, so when you've got an idea for to present or a case to present, it's it's you asking, is this complete? Is it ready? Am I happy with it? Or there's something kind of missing here. I don't know what it is. And I'm just going to ask a few people or there's maybe one person in particular. I want their thoughts on it because I know that there's something missing. Mm. And that's when it's genuine feedback, you know. Mm. It reminds me also of when you're on the other foot, right? If someone's come to you. Mm. So if you're listening to this, you know, if let's say someone comes to you, maybe you've got a team at work, maybe you've got um, children, maybe you've got, you know, close friends who come to you for help or advice and say, hey, what do you think I should do here? I think it's also important to become aware of that and, and realizing that, oh, maybe me telling them what to do is not going to be the most helpful thing for them. And maybe this is something that I can simply guide them around finding the answers themselves. Mm. 
Like I remember I had one client say to me, you know, I had this situation in a meeting where a colleague said this to me and oh, I'm, and the client said came to me and said, what do I do in that situation? I felt really, you know, frustrated or angry. What, what do I do? And I said to her, if you were advising someone else on what to do in this situation, what would you tell them? And she said, oh, easy. I'd tell them to stay calm, take a step back, gather your thoughts and then blah, blah, blah. And, and I said to her, you you just gave the answer. And she's like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> Didn't even realize that. I was like, there you go. You know, so I, I think, um, you know, thinking about what, what would I advise someone else to do in this situation? You can literally do that when someone else comes to you for help, but then you can also use that when you're facing your own um, difficult decisions. Absolutely. Yeah, practicing that that question, right, self-inquiry, so powerful. Now let's talk about some other how-tos because I know we've talked about this, this, this topic, you know, fairly broadly and what it means for us and why it's important. And um, you mentioned before one thing that's that's helped you as well. Um, what are some other things that people can do to start connecting more deeply with themselves? Because I think it's not so much about trying to find the answers all straight away and going, oh, I need to know you know, what to do from, from now on. But it's, I think it's starting with that connection to yourself. So what would be your advice? <laughs> now we're in advice giving mode. What are some of your suggestions that we can explore? Awesome. So the art of self-connection, mm. beautiful topic. Um, I, I personally, you know, straight away would say practice and cultivate a, a time that is is yours daily where you can either meditate or journal and really practice getting out of the mode where you're consciously you know engaging with other people but you're actually just in your own sort of being and you're really disconnecting from the noises of the outside right so that kind of starts you in your journey inwards and then really this is probably something that I've never heard anyone else do before, but it's something that intuitively came to me as a suggestion and I've sort of started implementing it with some of my clients and Mm. it's been a process of starting to talk to yourself as though you have a soul or as though you have kind of like a higher part of you, right? So, you know, there is a lot of research that shows that we have two brains or, you know, some research that shows we have three brains, but we essentially have a lower um, sort of imminent animal mind, which is our reptilian brain. And we have Mm. a higher mind, which is our um, prefrontal cortex. And that's the forward center of our brain where we're thinking and planning. We have executive decision-making. So if you can separate those two parts of you and really identify that when you have a lot of fear coming up and anxiety coming up, that that's not you, but that's just kind of a, a lower part of you that is reacting to survive, right? And separating yourself from that, from those thoughts, and then really identifying with those higher thoughts that come through and asking yourself questions, practicing and cultivating the art of asking, um, what is it that you really want to do? Or even asking your body, hey, body, what do you need? Mm. And so many of us don't do that. It's so simple. I remember I was talking to a colleague once and she said, when was the last time you asked yourself what your what your body needed? And I asked and it told me, it said, you know, I really need some rest right now. Can you take a few days off? Or I'd really love some um, cacao or I'd love, I'd love this very in particular, go have a bath. And I was like, that's great. It actually, mm. you know, your body has all the answers. So 
practicing asking and then knowing that you will get a response eventually actually builds it because listening to your intuition is like a muscle that you you practice and it, it strengthens and your ability to ask inquire and receive is strengthened over time the more you listen you know something that i used to struggle with was it's a very simple example but very clear to me when i'm at a restaurant or I'm at a food court, let's say, and it's time to pick a meal, I will use my rational brain to look at the menu and go, okay, so um, that one looks healthy or that one doesn't look healthy. Um, that one looks you know, more expensive than that one. And like I'll use my rational brain to decide what I'm going to get. And then I would order that thing and it, the meal and it would come out. And then I think, oh, I should have ordered the other thing. That's what I really wanted. And now what I try to do is I'll look at the menu and just try to connect with myself and go, what do I really feel like eating? What am I being drawn towards right now? Rather than, oh, I had fish yesterday, so I shouldn't have fish again today. Or, you know, oh, I'm trying to not eat carbs at night, so I won't get that one. You know, so instead of trying to do that, I'm, I'm trying to connect with myself. So it's a really simple example and I'm still working on it and sometimes I still get food envy envy from someone else go oh I wish I should have got that but I believe that making using your intuition with these small decisions Mm. then builds like you were saying that muscle builds yeah to to make those big decisions because if you think about it if you can't trust yourself if you can't trust your intuition for what you really want to have for lunch (laughs) how could you possibly trust your intuition for a big decision like do I in this relationship, do I change jobs? Do I, you know, where do I go on, on holiday next? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, mm. practicing the art of intuitive eating is a phenomenal place to start. Mm. It's those small daily decisions. What do you need? What do you really feel like? And that that builds your trust within yourself because your higher self knows that you're listening. Yes. And then you feel nourished and then you feel full. Yes. So it's, it's, a, it's one of those things, it's small steps. So I think if you've been very disconnected to yourself – for a long time, um, just to take those those small steps and 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 I love what you said, Phoebe, about asking your body what it wants. And I think for many of us, when and now like in Australia we're going into winter, mm-hmm. I think many people get run down, they get sick, and I know for many people when they feel that sickness coming on or they feel the tiredness, they don't stop, mm-hmm. they keep going. Um, so my challenge to everyone listening, especially if you're in, if it's coming into winter now for you, is to when you start to feel that that chill or that that tiredness or fatigue, to go to bed early. Don't go out for the drinks. Like stay home, take care of yourself, and you you, you never know the cold may never come on. But if you push through it, mm. you might get more sick than you were going to be in the first place. Yeah, there are always repercussions for not listening to yourself. Do you uh, speak from experience on that one? Definitely. Um, so the, a great way to think about it is like every time you're presented with an opportunity and whether that's like a – I use the word opportunity because, um, you know, I read this translation of the word crisis. You know, the Chinese proverb, it's like a crisis is an opportunity riding the dangerous wind. 
No, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, it's beautiful that's, because that's cool. it's kind of like an opportunity gone wrong, right? It's It just depends on the way that you look at it and the way that you can learn from it. So let's say we're presented with an opportunity um, where our body's giving us feedback and it's sort of sig- like signifying that um, we might need more rest or we might need more of a particular type of food mm. and we're ignoring that. We're trying to push through it. I don't need water. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm fine then what happens is the body then descends into illness, right? But it it told you, it gave you some warning signs earlier on that you just didn't listen to. And, you know, we see that a lot with work. We know that we're starting to come down with something and that's a great example of your intuition telling you your body needs something in particular. Or another great example is when we're holding back from expressing and speaking our truth and something that we will feel very strongly about. And, and, you know, that's when I say our truth, I mean really something that you just believe in, Mm. right? And that's authentic to you and your values and you go against your values and then, you have this really terrible feeling that sinks in the pit of your stomach and you'd wish you'd spoken up, right? And so then there are always a series of repercussions after that, like missed opportunities. Mm. And then, you know, things kind of spiral, whereas it would have been so much easier for you if you just lent into the resistance and did the thing that was a little bit scary that you knew that you were supposed to say. Mm. I'm sure there's many people listening to this who have gone through that at some point or another, of not speaking up, let's say, in a meeting or or going for that opportunity that's presented to them at work when deep down they they knew that mm. they, they were the best one for the job, let's mm. say, but their rational brain was saying, oh, but you're this or you're that, you're not as experienced as them or you don't have this, you don't have that. So I, I really hope that people can take this on board. So, Phoebe, it's been so wonderful chatting with you and I really appreciate you sharing your inner wisdom with us today. Can you share with us uh, more about the work that you do? Who do you work with and where can people connect with you? Thanks, Christina. So I am a human behavior specialist and I do a lot of facilitation and one-on-one client work with mainly women, um, but anyone who really is experiencing challenges and and struggle and they're looking to kind of overcome and and break through and transform a lot of those struggles to really realize and actualize their full potential. So, you know, one of my gifts is really being able to see that kind of hidden genius and potential within people that they might not be able to see and being able to hold them accountable to that genius that really is absolutely dying and screaming to be set free. So, you know, um, some of my favorite clients have been the ones that really wanted to go beyond what was totally a normal, regular goal and really create something absolutely visionary. And I love working with the people who know that they have that within them and that trust me to be able to bring that out in them. Yeah. And uh, to connect with me, um, best place would be Facebook and Instagram or LinkedIn. And um, the name of my business is just my my personal name. So that's Phoebe Coon. And yeah, I'm also working on a book, which hopefully will be ready by the end of the year. And it is very much around following intuition and about um, claiming your destiny. Great. And I'm assuming you followed your intuition on that one. Absolutely. It's <laughs> another separate story, hopefully another time, be able to share how I met my, um, my publisher and book mentor. Love it. Thank you so much, Phoebe. A huge thanks to the wonderful Phoebe Kuhn for being such an amazing guest on the show this week and being open and vulnerable with us. You can find out more about what she does at phoebecoon.com or visit the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 211. And that link is in the description of this podcast in your app. 
Now, if you're feeling inspired by this episode to connect more with yourself and start listening more to your to your deep inner wisdom, then I encourage you to share it with someone who would also find it valuable. You sharing the podcast makes a big difference to getting the message out there and getting the podcast out to more people. So I thank you for that. And that brings this week's episode to a close. Thank you for spending some time with me today. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. (laughs) 